What Should I Think About is a podcast with me, Celine, and my dad, Stephen. We talk about burning issues in media, politics, and science. Okay, so <laughs> welcome to What Should I Think About? I'm Celine. And I'm Stephen. And Stephen um, also is my dad, if you didn't know that, from what we will eventually record being the opening, but we're rubbish at it currently, so we're coming back to that later. Um, But yeah, currently, Dad, Stephen, is sitting with his hands sort of on his knees like Buddha, because he is incapable of sitting still. Yeah, I keep rubbing my hands together in a sort of nervous way, and that obviously is coming through the mic, so I'm trying to avoid doing that. And, um, you know... I think it's a man problem. Men just can't sit still, obviously. Um, just kicking us off with some nice like polarising content. I want to get everyone riled up, ready for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so is that the theme of today's show then? What not about men? No, no, no. Not okay. at all, no. I just wanted to add some like some okay. seasoning, you know, some salt bay in there. Right, okay. So what should I think about? What is the subject today then? The subject today is old but now problematic. Um, You're not talking about me? No, um, no, no, you're you're all right, you're all right. You're not like the old grandma at the pension home that you go to and she's all old but now problematic. Um, but much like her, film and television has mm. become old but now problematic. Well, some of it. Some of it. And according, I guess, to your predilections of what that means. Yeah, so obviously we're, we're filmmakers, so we're, we're really interested in classic tv and classic film so we watch a lot of that stuff Mm. and um some of it's very close to our hearts um but you know you you, sometimes you watch some of these old movies and and you just cringe a little bit don't you um and i guess the the question is what what should we think about that you know how should we kind of view that now and there's I, i was quite surprised at how much discussion there is on the internet about that very subject yes there is a lot of discourse around it um well, we, we we said we'd we'd kind of focus on a few that were, yeah. I suppose, childhood favourites or old favourites of ours, mm. um, or just just things that are in the general zeitgeist, really. Yeah. You know, ideas that are around. Yeah. So, um, you've got a couple of, of suggestions. Yeah. Well, I particularly love, obviously, um, Calamity Jane and uh, like Seven Brides or Seven Brothers, um, <laughs> which you put up with at least once a year because me and mum get to pick a film on our birthday it makes it sound like we never pick a film on our birthday once a year the man will decide what is watched no i mean obviously we all kind of have a choice in in the movies that we yeah but like you particularly dislike seven brides and calamity if i'm honest i don't really i just that's part of the performative um thing that happens isn't it Mm. um it's not necessarily the sort of thing that i would like to watch so i do like to kind of take the mickey out of Mm. you particularly because it is so sort of non-feminist isn't it and um the story is basically about a bunch of young men who kidnap seven women um to force them into marriage and that doesn't sound they forget the parson so it's fine (laughs) (laughs) they don't get married and millie sends them out to live in the barn with the animals for the winter um, yeah because they need to learn that that's wrong um, <laughs> they didn't know that before no because their eldest brother adam's like i've been learning out of the bible 
about Dem Sabine women. <laughs> so he learns it from the Bible. It's not his fault. <laughs> and what? They were sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. Yeah. And yeah. now they're married, married, married. Yeah. They've got babies. <laughs> so kind of sex trafficking. Yeah. But, um, you know, if he goes on Millie's book, The Bible, taught me about this. Mm. Um, so then they go and do that. Um, so there's a whole new podcast there about interpretation of, of the bible isn't there <laughs> why why the um the scroungy back woodsmen were wronged by the bible um it all works out mm. fine in the end they, okay it, but you know i think uh there's an element of taking off your feminist goggles as hannah witten from youtube said um <laughs> so you can enjoy things because like you could live life in constant state of critical analysis yeah but um when i was on my course at university studying media and english we're reading the ovid like tales from ovid which is like pretty horrific um and also the greeks and such mm. and um yeah pretty problematic but it's greco-roman isn't it you just gotta yeah. get over that um, so i suppose the thing with uh, like seven brides is the dancing is nice i love the dancing and i really love the singing yeah. and, and like i think me and mum said this approximately 10 times um, during the watching of both Calamity and Seven Brides was they're proper performers that mm. can do all of it. They can sing, dance and act. Yeah. Um, and they do it all exceptionally well. They are proper performers. Whereas I love La La Land, but they are not proper tap dancers they and they are not, not proper singers. Yeah. Um, they are actors and they're good at that. Mm. And it's a, I love the work, but yeah. You know. I, d- I totally get you. I mean, Howard Keel, fantastic voice. Doris Day, well, she's yeah. just Doris Day, isn't she? And the woman, I can't remember the name of her, but the woman who plays Millie in Seven Brides, mm. that voice is, like, yeah. she is, it's amazingly high-pitched and just, like, she just seems to... Is it to, her? Yeah, yeah, it's her. And she seems to sing it with, on one breath somehow. Like, mm. I don't, you don't even notice her breathing. Um, it's amazing. Um yeah, and she's, you know, they're proper triple threats, all of them. <laughs> all right. So, OK, so there's these films that I kind of loved. You've grown up with them. Um, your mum's grown up with them. My mum. My mum. I never called her mum. <laughs> I know. I was like, my, he's gone northern. <laughs> my old mum. Uh, yeah. My mum used to love, does love uh, Seven Brides for Seven yeah. Brothers as well. So it's a it's a well-loved thing. Um, but, yes, there are some, some elements of it, but you kind of get over that. Yeah. And there is a moral. Yeah. Then the moral is, you know, don't kidnap women. Well, it's also about respecting your wife, I think. Instead okay. of, it's not too, they you boil it down to simplicity of don't kidnap women. But I think the grander scheme is like having a partnership and respect. And, yes. Um, you yeah. know, learning to be a good man and, and so on. Rather yeah. than it just being don't kidnap women. Because I think everyone from the onset knows that that's wrong. <laughs> um, it's just like, you know, the setup for a film. They're a, they're a bad, you know, they're a kind of one of those bad families, aren't they? You know, they're, yeah. They're, and one of the things that Millie tries to do is to kind of educate them into mm-hmm. how to behave, not just towards women, but other men, you know, sort of always fighting and they don't wash and they're just very badly behaved. They're very feral. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, and a result, I suppose, of, of not having any parents. Um, the older brother yeah. is like the father figure. But um, he's obviously wildly improvising himself. Yes, yeah. So I think with that, with, with that one, it is problematic. But I think there's still something to learn from it. Yeah. Whereas, okay. um, and, and you know, if, if if everything has to have a learning outcome, <laughs> then that one you can make an argument for. Yes. Um, 
Calamity is slightly harder. <laughs> so Calamity Jane starring Howard Keel and Doris Day. Uh-huh. Also very good um, dancing, singing, yes. acting. It's all wonderful. Um, you know, some lovely songs in there. Uh, so what are the pro- problematic bits then? It's a bit racially off, isn't it? So there's some, some racial problems there. In um, the constant, constantly talking about how she killed some Indians. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cover your ears if that's upsetting, but that is literally what she yeah. says a lot. Yeah. Um, and it does kind of, as much as I did say I'm able to sort of disconnect or compartmentalise, you can, you do hear that and it does yeah. sometimes pull you out Yeah, and you think... Ugh. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing funny about killing people. Um, although yeah. there's a lot of comedy that is dark comedy that obviously has has that sort of stuff in it and you can somehow find the humour in it. But there's just something particularly unpleasant about the very um, laissez-faire way that yeah. they talk about killing um, Indians. Yeah. And I think also because it's um, is not really done for comic effect. The comic mm. effect in it is that she talks about killing more than she has. Yes. That's the comedy, mm. is that she's overplaying... Um, her prowess as a a Native American murderer. (laughs) Marksman. Yeah. Um, Mm. You know, like, the gun was curling up, so I held it down with my toes. (laughs) You know, that is kind of, that's where the comedy is, Mm. is is that she's this sort of, um, you know, she's really overplaying it. She is. I mean, part of it is because she's living as a, she's a woman, but she's trying to behave um, in a stereotypically male way in yeah. that uh, context, in that social context. So she she wants to be respected like a man. She can shoot like a man. She you dresses know, like a man. She dresses like a man. And she wants to be, you know, feared and respected just like any other man, which is, is kind of interesting and, and actually cuts across some of the stereotyping. Yeah. Although then it comes right back to it again when the moral seems to be... Um, you know, in order to be happy, you need to to, to look pretty and have a nice dress and um, and find a man. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of part of the problem. I think I I don't so much find an issue with. Um, I kind of like that. There's one particular scene that I think is interesting because it kind of splits me in the old but now problematic vein, <laughs> <laughs> which is you know when it's her and Howard Keel. Um, yeah. They sit while Bill Hick- Hickok isn't it? They they're sitting down. Um, talking after, you know, her realising that, you know, she's made a fool of herself. Yeah. Because um, he kind of, he helps Katie make her look like a fool. Um, yeah, okay, so we need to explain yeah, a little I'm, bit. Yeah, I'm so, thinking, how yeah. do I tell this? How so do I explain? we don't need to go into lots of detail. If you want to watch the film, yeah, obviously yeah. you can watch the Feel film. Um, it's a wrong it's, it's not banned. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, basically she... Uh, the Doris Day character, which yeah. is Calamity Jane, she she basically has um, has the hots for this guy who's come in on the stagecoach, and um, because she can't get him, she makes a fool of herself by being incredibly jealous and and uh, yeah, because the other female protagonist that she's brought into town yeah. um, is beautiful and and atypical woman, I suppose. Yeah, not atypical is is prototypical, is is prototypical like yeah, woman, yeah. Um, and you know he the person she loves falls for this woman instead so she tries to make a fool of her but it ends up getting flipped back on Doris Day's character okay so that's the setup so um Bill Hickok's talking to her now yeah and he's kind of put her in her place a bit Mm. um 
you know you can look into how and why's but i think that was actually a fair move that wasn't a problematic thing that was quite um yeah i like that scene because he talks to her adult to adult doesn't he yeah and it's open dialogue between yeah. a man and a woman yeah which was nice it's like you know you've lost everything now because you were respected in this town and now because of your behavior you're not respected Yes. And that was absolutely right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good. So, I like scene. that. However, mm. also in that scene, talks about how she's being like a crazy woman. Um, or he's like, You're doing woman thinking. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that's woman in thinking. that scene. Yeah. So, he's like, That's a woman thinking. <laughs> Gonna make you crazy. <laughs> um, because she's being, you know, mm. jealous. And that's apparently a, a woman mm. feeling, I suppose. So, like, there's an like i said there's interesting parts of that scene and i think it's an it's a good scene but then it's kind of wrapped up in a bow of woman thinking (laughs) so um you know yeah that's interesting it's it's like a microcosm of the whole film then in that sense isn't it um all right so the the theme of our podcast is what what should i think about so uh to set up for you now yeah what do we what do we end up thinking about that then you know um, is it a problem to watch those films? Um, how should we think about the way that that uh, the, the racial element is in it, the uh, misogynistic elements mm-hmm. about it? Um, I mean, we should say, you know, it's up to people whether they watch the film or not, whether yeah. they enjoy it or not. We're not trying to tell people what to do. But from our own perspective, what, what do we think about it, I guess? Well, obviously, I still like it and I watch it semi-regularly. Um, I don't mm. re-watch loads of things, but I do re-watch those films mm. um so i obviously am able to compartmentalize i wouldn't encourage people i don't know to sit and watch it with me like you know when you're getting to know friends <laughs> and you're like come watch my favorite film and they're like oh my god <laughs> she's a crazy right winger she these are her values she wants to go back to homesteading <laughs> like, but you know. i don't think anybody would would uh, see it like that I, I think most people would just take it for what it is um a story of its time it was um, made in the 1940s, 50s. 50s. Um, so early 50s, so it's 53. So 50s, but like a lot of these films, it, it depicts a time before that. Yeah. So it's kind of an old film depicting an even older era. And so it's looking at it from a, um, a pair of social goggles from the time. And I guess in that respect, it is of its time. Yeah. And I'm sure at the time, it was almost a bit... Um what's the word like cutting edge i suppose to have like a woman acting Mm. um kind of gender bendy in the 50s anyway in a major musical musical Mm. in a major musical (laughs) um like you know having doris day being yes matcha was probably um kind of like risky yeah maybe 50s maybe progressive of its day yeah but obviously now it's like Mm. well you know, she was still glammed up and yeah. you just put her in some trousers. So before we move on to the next film, um, tell me what your alternative um, ending is or or an, a new remake oh, that you'd like to have. I'm so doing this at some point. Like, <laughs> you wait. I'm going to make Calamity Jane but gay. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, so instead of everyone resolving their issues with getting married to mm. the, you know, the protagonist ladies getting married to the leading men, I think we... We have so they they originally have a woman's touch song where mm. they get 
they make their house nice and they live together, the two women. So Calamity lives in a shack, doesn't she, basically? A collapsed uh, shack. And, and within, <laughs> within a song, they manage to turn it into a, a lovely little homestead. Yeah, the power of magic <laughs> transforms. The power of women and magic transforms mm. this house. Um, presto, as they say, into a lovely, mm. lovely home. Um, and in my version, they stay there and they are a couple and they don't get married to the men. They just live quite happily. Yeah. Um, maybe they can adopt some children. <laughs> maybe they, maybe Calamity could right her wrongs and adopt the poor orphans, all these people that she's killed and they can raise them. I don't know. Um, yeah. That's not in my main um, no. premise. The idea is just, yeah, instead of them getting... Um, married to the men at the end and everything's resolved through heteronormativity um, they just they, it's gay instead and I yeah. think it'd be really fun and um, I would like to see that film and we we, we uh, get rid of all of the uh, all of the killing <laughs> off screen <laughs> reference killings cool okay so that would be interesting so um, alright that's that's yeah. Calamity Jane um, of a perhaps different ilk is, is another film that we we thought represents this question of what should I think about um, and that is um, the Al Jolson story is mm. that what it's called the film yeah. yeah so again this is a this is a film that has some history for us um, because it, it's a film that m- your mum my wife um, loved growing up and her dad loved it and it's the story of Al Johnson who was a singer in the 20s and 30s massive star um but he carried on the kind of yeah. minstrel tradition well, he came to fame because of doing minstrel shows didn't he kind of yeah um he was originally a, a vaudeville singer but he he then he really loved this uh new music as it was then of new orleans a lot of the jazz stuff that he was adopting you could say appropriating from the from the the black community um and he just he took that and he used it and he sung songs often blacked up um so clearly something that we just would see as completely inappropriate now um but the film is about his life and his early beginnings he's jewish so he himself comes from a a a persecuted community um, which is part of why a lot of people think he identified with with the, the 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 black community itself and why the songs resonated with him that he was singing because there was a kind of sharing of experience there um it's an area that that divides opinion greatly but a lot of people think and, and report that he was actually a champion of of performers of black performers and he actually introduced a lot of black performers and they saw him as an ally as, as basically somebody that that would help them and that helped them become recognized um when we watch the film now <laughs> i don't think you'd seen the film before so we were watching I it and it that moment when you first see him because i didn't know anything about yeah. him i just knew it was a it's like a biopic yeah. about um a man from that period of time coming to prevalence in yeah. uh, performance and the arts so that's kind of the only backdrop i knew so then when he's like backstage and someone's passed out so he has to take over and he starts like putting shoe polish on his face so i was yeah. just like 
whoa okay because <laughs> i don't have the um blinkers or the like nostalgia goggles for that one yes so i think it's not necessary i don't know if one is worse than the others like me being like well mine's not as bad calamity jane's not as bad do you know what i mean or yeah or is it just as bad it's just you know to use that word um yeah or is it just that because i've not you know got got some sort of sentimentality towards mm. it i'm like eee. <laughs> I think that's a really good point. I think we we all that's a big part of everybody's uh, reckoning with this sort of stuff. It's if we've got fond memories of it, it's really difficult for us to see it in a kind of very objective way because it's it means something to us personally, um, and we we just don't see it that way. Um, for somebody like yourself watching it for the first time, it's kind of shocking, and um, yeah. you see it in a different way. I do have one of the thing that i think is different it is based on a real person so that kind of relieves me a little bit in the sense that i'm like well it's not just uh, i don't know like i'm like well this did happen so it's kind of like to re-watch it so obviously everything created during that period of time um you know it's not relieving because like oh it actually happened it's it's just because you're kind of like well it's part of history it is and to watch it is is to understand something that actually happened so you could argue there's even though it makes me feel more uncomfortable it's more relevant to watch than it is to watch seven brides because that's completely narrative story um that didn't actually happen no whereas that is part of history and and as much as it is probably dramatized um, well, you, it did happen. You couldn't have a um, a, a biopic about Al Johnson and pretend he didn't black up, could you? No. So if you want to tell his story, that is part of that's the part story. of the story. Um, and I guess then the question is: are, are you celebrating the story? Are you celebrating what happened, or are you just watching it as part of the history? Um, and yeah, yeah, I guess that's that's an individual kind of decision about how you feel. I think for most people watching it, they don't think, "Oh, good." Um, this this is great. I I like to watch that bit. It's just part of mm-hmm. of the story. And what's really the, what the story is really about is his rise to fame. And I guess there's an element there of normal narrative with these sorts of things of being determined to introduce something new. Um, perhaps a wider problem with it though is is this. Um, and I guess the same goes for like rock and roll and and other forms of music that have their roots in. Um, you know african rhythms and and the, the slave population who who kind of invented a lot of these rhythms and this music is that it's it's often they're not credited with that but i have to say with the al johnson story it's very clear yeah, yeah. That, in that film yeah he does go specifically to those places and he you does. do see where it came from yeah and he does talk about it and say this is where i found this isn't this cool and there's like interactions with other characters discussing that's right his sort of like inspirations and such um i think i think it is just it it, it, i think it's just like a visceral reaction yes to finding it uncomfortable i guess the way i i think about these things is is i guess it's being led by by people that are affected by that personally so that that would always be something that i would go to you know if if i'm um if i'm watching that you know how i wonder what a a black person thinks about when they watch that film and and so understanding that point of view is probably quite quite important yeah um and i don't know the answer to that so that's something that we you know we probably should find out i wonder what yeah i remember looking it up but a lot of the 
um, commentary about it because it's an old film mm. is from the past. I would like to know what people think about it yeah. now. Yeah. So if there's anyone listening that has an opinion on yeah. a biopic that explores the history of like a Jewish man becoming famous originally through minstrel shows, like would you want to see that? Would you want to engage with it? Or do you think, I mean, what do we do with it? <laughs> do we <laughs> yeah. just... Um, because I think it's interesting because obviously you constantly see biopics they, they just do well biopics don't they yes. so you constantly see them but what my question is I was kind of setting up you know we still enjoy biopics there's still a genre that we enjoy but would we remake a, um, a yeah. Al Johnson film Yeah. and I doubt it I, think I doubt I, it. I don't think many filmmakers would want to touch that with a barge pole. <laughs> to be honest, it no. sounds a, it sounds a little bit like career suicide. Though it depends on who's doing it. And I think that the big problem with it is probably not people don't know the character that well. He's <laughs> so, faded a bit. So why are we talking about it on a yeah. podcast? I don't know, but it's not because, the it's, so... because it's problematic mm. and, and old, and yeah. some people do still engage with it. But he's not a name that is going to attract lots and lots of people i don't think to the yeah. cinema um yeah so that's that's probably the reason yeah um so yeah, yeah. interesting question I, yeah. I don't i'm not waiting with bated breath for an al johnson, johnson pick no. no i think it's too far yeah gone. and also so. not there's not a hunger for it is no. there and it's like i said it's uncomfortable for a modern audience all right okay so uh that's it um tune in again next week yeah come back um please come back um, we'll talk about different things every week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what I want you to do is think of your favourite platform. <laughs> What's your favourite platform? Which one do you use the most? What do you social on? Right, you got it? Great. Now open it up and um, follow us on it and say something about what we talked about today. Do you like Calamity Jane? Is it a bit weird? Should we um, talk about these things you know yeah um yeah okay and um yeah just if you can just text one person to say listen to yeah. our show or email them or whatever whatever way you communicate via pigeon um <laughs> you know whatever yeah. whatever you fancy but do that yeah and tell them to listen to what should i think about thanks for listening what should i think about is an evil